Hey Highland, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening to this. I am Matt Pinson, and I'm not here with David Sessions today. I am here with Ashley Sturman, Hello. and Alan Mercer, and Sydney Spill, and they are fresh back from Camp Barnabas. Ashley, tell us what Camp Barnabas is. Okay, happy to, Matt. Uh, <laughs> glad to be here. Thanks for the invite back. Uh, So Camp Barnabas is a camp for individuals with disabilities in Purdy, Missouri. That's P-U-R-D-Y, which is basically as far like southwest Missouri as you can be without getting into Oklahoma or Arkansas. It's there's like nothing there. It's just nothing. And then there's camp. Uh, And yeah, they've been around for let's see. They started in 1994 what's that math 28 years now 28 years uh thank you yes <laughs> <laughs> that's the high school kids uh, i haven't yeah, done math yeah, in a long yeah. time uh 28 years and um our high schoolers go as one-to-one counselors with campers so campers come from all over the place they have all kinds of different um, diagnoses and our counselors are paired one-to-one with them and really their job is to just make that camper have the best week of camp possible. So whether that's um, like caring for them with basic caretaking tasks like um, feeding or changing briefs or showering, doing those kind of things, or, um, you know, if their camper is a little more independent and can do those things on their own, then they're just there to have fun and uh, really just be like a big buddy kind of um, role for the camper. So this was Highland's third time going to camp um, we went in first in 2019 and then they didn't have camp in 2020, obviously. And then 21 and 22. Um, so, and this was my fourth time overall. Uh, my first year was in 2017 when I worked at the Hills, I was an intern for them and they said, part of your job is going to be going to Camp Barnabas. And, uh, that was almost enough for me to not take the internship because I was so scared. Like I was so nervous. Um, I had never worked with like the special needs disabled population before, and it was very far outside of my comfort zone. Um, and I did not want to go at all, but I ended up going cause I had to, <laughs> and had a really, really great week. Uh, my camper's name is Matt was Matt, uh, is Matt, whatever. Um, he was 16 at the time and had down syndrome. And I actually just saw he's at camp right now this week. Uh, so he's still, awesome. yeah, he's still going to camp. He's now 21. Um, still loving camp. So anyway, had a great time. And then, um, when I started at Highland in the fall of 2018, David said, Hey, we need another high school mission trip. Um, cause we had Brazil, which is like really far away and really expensive. And then we had op camp, which is very local. So we wanted something kind of in between. And I said, have you heard of Camp Barnabas? And he actually had, he, David went to Camp Barnabas when he was an intern in the early 2000s. Um, and so we thought that would be a good fit for, for our group. So yeah, this was our third time. It gets better every year, and we've had we took twenty one students this time. Um, and for the first time this year, we had a camper go, which was exciting. And then we also have someone on staff there this summer. So um, it's neat to see the ways Camp Barnabas and Highland are kind of overlapping and connecting. But anyway, enough about camp in general. Was that was that enough? That's okay, great. I love great. it. Um, oh, one other thing, I just. Like when you hear the word camp, I think people don't understand the scope of like how big Camp Barnabas is. And I was talking to the missions director and she was saying that 
um, the most, like the max number of campers they can have in a week is 180 and they do it for nine weeks in the summer. Um, and so if they're maxed out full, that's roughly 1500 campers per summer, which is pretty incredible. But like with everybody there, because campers are paired one-to-one with missionaries is what they're called. Um, and then you also have barnstormers who are middle school students who like go clean and help in the kitchen and stuff like that. And then you also have a whole med team that's there plus all the Barnabas staff, like it's a huge it's operation. 800 people. It's close to 800 people. Amanda talked, Amanda spell talked to the cook the week we were there and they had been prepping food for 640 people a week. So like, it's wow. a massive, yeah. <laughs> a massive operation, and we're just like one tiny piece of that. So, Alan Sydney, was this y'all's first year to go, or have y'all been before? This was my first year. I've had lots of friends go in the past, but this was my first time uh, attending, yes. This was my second year. I went last year, but I was a barnstormer, so it wasn't the same job. So talk a little bit about the difference between a barnstormer and then like a missionary or a counselor. So with the barnstormers, you're mostly like cleaning, like you're not really with a cabin or with campers for most of the day. And so it was very different going from only seeing like campers like once or twice a day to literally being with campers the entire day, like for 24 hours at a time. Um, And with being a barnstormer, like Ashley said, you're in the kitchen and you're cleaning cabins and stuff. But with being a missionary, like, you're not really having to worry about any of that, and you're really just worrying about your camper. Right, like, your main job is the camper mm-hmm. all week. So tell us, each of you, about uh, your campers this year. So my camper's name was uh, was Chris. He was uh, he was 25 years old. He had been going since, uh, I believe it was 2000, was it 2006? Yeah, so just, uh, it was two years after I was born, he had been <laughs> attending Camp Barnabas. So he's a longtime veteran of Camp Barnabas. And he, uh, uh, he, he had known how that, he had been on like, there, there's other parts of Camp Barnabas that they can attend. There's like a Barnabas prep and like this Barnabas cruise thing. And he had been to all stuff Camp Barnabas. So he had more, to teach me about Camp Barnabas than I had to teach him about pretty much anything. And so, uh, it, but it was awesome. He had cerebral, he had cerebral palsy and he had a, a couple other uh, mental disorders that I, I don't think I can pronounce, but he, uh, he was just the best guy in the world. He taught me the, the most important things. Uh, and it was just, it, and it was amazing. He was, uh, he was joyful. I mean, just pretty much, uh, a hundred percent of the time. He always had a smile on his face. He loved people so much and he treated everyone as if they were equal and as if they were all loved by him and by everyone else. And he, and that's how it should be in the world. And he, uh, and he was, and he was definitely able to teach me that today. He, uh, or, uh, last week he was fully dependent. Um, and so I had to, I had to shower him and I had to help him go to the bathroom. Um, but he was, it, it, man, I wouldn't have traded it, uh, for the world. I mean, it, it was, it, it was just something that you got to go through and no one, no one like looks at you any different because of it. And, and I, I don't regret it now. And it, and uh, thinking about it, I, like I said, wouldn't trade it for the world. It was yeah. amazing. Cool. Um, my camper was Becca and she was 10 and she also had cerebral palsy and she was nonverbal and in a wheelchair and she was fully dependent, but she also brought a private nurse with her this week. So I was not doing most of those things that she was dependent on. I wasn't having to shower her or change her briefs or anything like that. Um, but she was so joyful, and she loved so many things. She loved going in the lake and doing the ropes course. 
and she just like had so much joy this week and was so happy all the time yeah and it was neat to see you guys I mean honestly for both of you when your campers first got there really for everyone you're kind of in this like what do I do (laughs) what do I do now I'm in charge of this person Um, and that's a very overwhelming place to be but it was neat to see you guys kind of like rise up and respond to your campers needs throughout the week and even though neither of them could speak to you like both of you kind of learned in your own unique way how to communicate with what they were saying um Becca had a communication device Chris could sign a little bit um and so it was just really awesome to see the ways that um you like slowly over the course of the week because you have to <laughs> learn learn all about this person and learn how to communicate them with them um something I want to hear more about that I think um you know we can learn from our experience are what are our expectations going in and then like what was the reality which Alan you've never been before so you had different expectations but Sydney you have been before right and so like talk just talk through kind of like what are some of the things that you were expecting and then how did that play out? Um, so I had some expectations, but I was also like, I've never done this before. So like, I don't really know what it's going to be like, but I was definitely not expecting to get a camper that had a nurse with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was really different than what I was expecting. Um, and I guess I also wasn't really expecting to have a camper that was that dependent. Um, and it was just very different and I've learned you can't go into it with any expectations because yeah. it's never going to be what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. My, my expectations definitely fluctuated greatly throughout the week. Uh, when I first arrived, I was super excited, but man, I was so nervous. I was, uh, uh, on some stuff I'd seen, like pictures, which is just such a horrible way to base your opinion off of it. But uh, <laughs> but uh, some pictures and some and through other people's words uh, that m- maybe my camper would be super dependent. And that would be uh, super difficult, and it would be a, a very difficult week. But I would try my best. And uh, uh, but then when I uh, learned more through the counselors before the campers had arrived, um, uh, that it, it's it's likely that a lot of the campers will be dependent and you will just be their best friend for the week regardless of any of their needs and so my my uh, then my uh then my opinion changed on like camp barnabas just right then and so i then (laughs) it changed once again uh whenever we were getting when we were receiving uh our camper assignments for the in the previous night before the campers arrived and i had seen that uh, you know, like I said, my camper was sleep. Uh, he had cerebral palsy. He was nonverbal. He had a feeding tube. He had a bunch of mental disorders that I uh, I can't pronounce. But he, uh, um, so my expectations just changed wildly through throughout the process before the campers even got there. Much less to when they were there because it just it, it was a wild ride. But it was definitely one I was thankful for. Yeah. Yeah, Camp Barnabas. Both your uh, campers had cerebral palsy, but there's a, a really wide spectrum of needs and uh, and diagnoses, like you said. Yeah, so they split, they call their weeks of camp terms, and they have nine terms, and they divide their terms by kind of rough age breakdowns and then also by uh, diagnosis. So the week we were there was called Young Friends Week. All the campers were, well, Chris was older, but the campers right. were supposed to be like seven to 18 range. Um, 
a lot of them had Down syndrome, a lot of them had autism, a lot of them had cerebral palsy. Um, several, some in our cabin just had severe ADHD. Um, so it's kind of just a really wide spectrum of like you don't know what you're going to have in a camper for the week until you get your camper card. But even then, so they get their camper card Saturday night before campers get there on Sunday afternoon. Um, and you kind of read through the packet of things that their parents have filled out all the sorts of information. So like medical information, behavioral information, um, uh, caretaking tasks, like what they can do on their own versus what they'll need help with. And even that, like what Alan was saying from Saturday night to Sunday when they get there is 50, 50, like, right. Like their parents could be totally accurate <laughs> on how they're going to be, or it could be totally different yeah. and you're just not going to know. Cause right. What's happening at home is not what's going to happen at camp. And right. that's true for anybody. Um, and so, like, we had an instance in our cabin where um, Alex Shoemaker's camper had a full list of things that her mom was like, she's going to do this. She's going to steal people's stuff. Um, she's going to be she needs to sleep separately. Like, she's going to be rummaging through you guys stuff in the middle of the night, like had a whole behavior plan. And none of that ended up yeah. needing to be true. And so it's like you do have to kind of hold your expectations in one hand, kind of like Play-Doh. And then just roll with it throughout the week because you don't know what's going to happen. So it's true. You take your you take your like um, the, you take that camper sheet. And you pretty much look at the diagnosis and you look at uh, any special needs that the, you are definitely going to have to go through. Like uh, like me and my camper with his feeding tube can't really go around that. Right. Um, but everything else is it's kind of just. Day by day, because even my camper sheet, who had been and he had been going there since 2006, and so it's he was extremely familiar with camp. Even his was not 100% accurate, right. and so yeah, your expectations are all over the place. What was y'all's favorite camp activity? I liked I li so at the end of each night there's uh, there's usually like a, a dance party it's it's called different themes each night but uh, that's where every single camper is in uh, one place with their missionary and the and the cabin staff uh, all at one time and there's lots of activities to do there's uh, usually like a snack to have like there's either cotton candy or snow cones or popcorn um, uh, based off of the different themes of the night and uh, my camper really really enjoyed the presence of people and so it, you know going to the lake may have not been his favorite activity but man the smile on his face when he saw someone that he recognized from previous previous years or somebody that he had just met and he just really, really enjoyed being around them and, and making them smile and, and smiling around them was just his favorite thing. And it, and it, it, it lit me up to see him happy. Uh, most importantly, I mean, it was, it was so, uh, it was so energizing to watch him just like, uh, want me to push him around in his, cause he was in a wheelchair most of the time to push him around in his wheelchair and go talk to, to other people or to go just laugh with them. And, uh, and it, it was super encouraging. I loved, I loved that a lot. Um, my favorite activity was probably the lake, just because my camper loved it so much. She, um, we would have to carry her in and then like hold her and help her float, but she loved it so much and she was always smiling while we were in there and it just like helped her body to relax in a way that she usually doesn't get to do and she was just always smiling the whole time we were in there. Yeah, that was really sweet to watch and that was one of the few activities that she could fully participate in, right? 
Um, which was funny because everybody else in our cabin hated the lake <laughs> except Becca. So we went for Becca. Um, uh, tell me, like, uh, if you were going to give, you're fresh off of this trip, if you were going to kind of give a pitch to some of the other kids in student ministry, what would you tell them? Like, for a lot of kids, the, the thought of Camp Barnabas is intimidating, I imagine, because you don't mm-hmm. you don't know what kind of needs you're going to be dealing with. Just being with somebody who's different is sometimes scary. Um, and you guys had varying responsibilities with your camper through the week. Uh, what would you tell somebody who is like nervous about like, I don't, I don't know that I can do that. I'm scared. Uh, what would you tell them? What, what pitch would you give them for Camp Barnabas next year? You know, we talked about expectations a lot. And, uh, so I would probably just say, uh, I, I would I would talk to the the person interested in going, and I would just say throw out all the expectations you have uh, about about this this camp and and this week, and just trust in in the Lord. That's all that that's all that I really could uh, to take away from. Uh, uh, expectations wise uh, of Camp Barnabas I just every step that I took I just had to know man uh, the, the Lord is guiding me through this and that it is it, it is changing my life step by step and it did and it really did and it and it took me it took me a, a, a severely special needs person to uh, to realize that but the Lord guided me through everything that I I could have done here and so it was not it was not as uh, as difficult as some may seem uh, or some may think uh, but it was it was super life changing, and so I don't really have a specific pitch. Something that man, this could you could latch onto this because you can't really latch on anything. Like I said, because expectations are all over the place. But just just let the Lord work through you in this place through these people, and that alone is is life changing and great. I think it's a solid pitch. But you, Sydney. <laughs> um, so I was really nervous when I got my camper card, just because of how dependent she was. And I was just really, really scared. But that night, before the campers got there, I literally just prayed. And I was like, "Like this is the camper that God has meant me to have. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, this is what he wants to happen. And I was, I was really scared. But then she got there, and she was just so happy and just loved everyone and smiled all the time. And it just wasn't nearly as hard as I was expecting it to be and it was really just an amazing experience and like Alan said like it literally changes your life every single time you go in different ways yeah so one of the things that I always say when I kind of pitch it uh, to people is Camp Barnabas is the closest thing I've experienced to uh, the kingdom of heaven on earth so I want to throw that back to y'all and say is that something you would agree with and if so like where or how did you see that last week? Absolutely, it's it's um it, it's like its own bubble in in the world. It's like uh, it feels it, obviously it is not, but it feels free of sin. It feels free of, of uh, like everything uh, that's not joyful, and it just it is it, it really it, that is a, a very accurate comparison of, of heaven on earth. It, it is the most it is the most oh oh what's the word. Um, fulfilling. It's the most fulfilling type of um, Christianity when you have a 
a, a camper who is uh, who maybe doesn't say a lot of words, or a camper who maybe uh, is just or just super dependent alone, who can just look you in the face when you're talking with them about the gospel and tell you that he believes that Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is our Savior, and that is uh, and that that is something just super super special. And I don't know how to describe a moment like that other than heaven on earth. Uh, I would also agree that it is definitely very close to heaven on earth. And I think one moment for me was camper arrival. Mm-hmm. Because at camper arrival, everyone, cabin staff, missionaries, everyone gathers. And we just cheer whenever the campers come. And if the campers want us to be loud, like we're going to be loud. And if the campers want us to be quiet, then we're going to be quiet. And it's just so amazing to see the smiles on their faces as they're cheered on for maybe the one time a year that they get to be cheered on mm-hmm. at this level. Yeah, camper arrival is honestly the highlight of my week every single time that I, I have chills right now thinking about it. Like uh, just the image of this person who like historically and socially has been put on the lowest rung of society to have them lifted up and be the center of attention for those 30 seconds or a minute or however long it is and watch them cheer. So I was a cabin parent this year and my role during camper arrival was getting the campers out of their cars and then their parents would kind of drive through and watch them go through camper arrival. So I got kind of a unique glimpse snapshot of their family life. And um, it was super sweet to watch the campers, first of all, be so excited to run out of their car and not even say bye to their families. And then us be like, wait, wait, turn around, (laughs) say bye. You're not going to see them for a week. Um, And, um, you know, just to watch the parents that love their kids so much that trust camp with this child for a Mm -hmm. week and then to watch the parents just bawl their eyes out watching their camper go through um, camper arrival was really sweet. And uh, I even was standing next to a dad whose camper was at camp this year and that was their first time and he he turned to me and he was like, this is awesome. And the videos don't do this justice. Like you just have to be there to kind of experience what that moment is like. And it's awesome. So thank you for bringing up camper arrival. Um, and I want to touch on something you said, Alan, I think every year for me, um, when I go and when I'm loving on these campers and especially at camper arrival, like that image, uh, what keeps surfacing for me and what camp teaches me is like, oh, I believe in my bones that Jesus loves this person like as much as he says he does. And if that's true for them, then it has to be true for me. And so it becomes this very like reflective experience where I'm watching the love of Christ be poured out on someone else, but in the same way, like I'm receiving that kind of in the same way. So talk about not necessarily that specific aspect, but like just campers, your camper or the cabin, other campers in general, what did the campers teach you this week? So I, I talked about it after because uh, after bonus we we would we would kind of talk about how the how the week went uh, and Ashley would ask us many different questions and I, I thought about this one a lot and so um, in in super simple terms uh, my camper and many campers were able to teach um, uh, us miss, missionaries that it 
all the the little things that we worry about in life are uh, all the the materialistic things that that we add stress to in our lives every single day they do they do not matter as much as we think they do because i watch um i would watch chris and the littlest things would bring him joy Mm -hmm. and it was and the littlest things would put a smile on his face and why and i like i said before i don't know why it took me a special needs person for me to understand that but it really is true that um, the only thing that that matters at the at the end of the day is that the is that the love of God is working through me and working through others and it and it, it was really really cool to be able to experience that firsthand not just have someone tell me hey this is this is going to change your life you know but uh, experience moments like that. After like going through uh, camp and talking about it after, I didn't realize it at the moment, but that was that was God's hands working through me. He was letting me know, uh, hey, this is the next step that you're gonna take. This is the next thing that you are going to do, and it uh, and it was it, it was incredible. And thinking about that afterwards, it it really does give me chills. It was something. It was something very very cool to experience. Um, for me, all the campers that I was was around most of the time they taught me about like just joy and love and how they loved everyone around them like no matter if they'd never met this person before they wanted to say hi to them and they wanted to hug them and they wanted to let them know that like they loved them and just also so many small things like just brought them joy like the smallest thing like dancing with them would make them laugh and smile for hours and they just taught me to find joy in the little things because it just makes you feel so good and mm-hmm. just fills you up. Yeah. We had one camper that would cackle anytime anybody sneezed. And now I'm like, yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sneezes are funny. <laughs> um, it's funny what you like bring home, like the, you know, the silly things, but also the big things. So thank you guys for sharing that. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you all for your willingness and your courage and your desire to serve uh, to go to Camp Barnabas, and I'm glad that it was such a positive experience. Ashley, you want to wrap us up? I don't know. I don't know what a good wrap up for Camp Barnabas. I don't is. either. We you could d- sing one of the songs, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want to so, put y'all through that. <laughs> yeah, I would just say I think. Um, maybe a request from Highland at large would just be to be in prayer about Camp Barnabas and the work that they're doing, but also the ways that Highland and Camp Barnabas can partner together. Um, We've been going on this trip for three years. So kind of looking at like, what are the next steps in this partnership? Because obviously this is a restore the world initiative for Highland student ministry because they're far away, but it's also a restore Highland initiative because we have campers here in our midst, right? In student ministry and outside of student ministry. Um, And I've watched the way this trip has changed students to be more aware and mindful of that um, and be more intentional and pursue those relationships. So um, I think I would just ask all of us to be in prayer about, you know, what does this partnership look like and how can we bring that kingdom here on earth feeling that we get at camp, right? That doesn't just have to be at camp. That can be at Highland and Highland Student Ministry. So I'm yeah. just thinking through some of those things. Yeah, one of the things that you learn 
whether you're at Camp Barnabas or, or whether you're here or anywhere, is that when you allow yourself to be a vessel for the love of Christ, how transforming that is right. for you as much as it is for whoever you're loving. Right. Like you set out, you set out to be the best, you know, person for your camper. And then you both ended up coming back being like, well, I'm changed because of them. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So keep that in mind as you go <laughs> forth in the week. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Crashing and burning yeah, here towards the end. Here's the worst. Here's the hardest part about podcasting. Landing yeah, the plane. How do you end? Taking off and landing. <laughs> and we'll cut all this out. None of this will be in there. <laughs> I'll make myself sound super smart. Um, well, thank you guys for being here. And uh, thank you, Ashley, for making Camp Barnabas part of Highlands DNA. And we look forward to many more years of kids getting to serve and being changed. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think so. All right. The and. end. <laughs> <laughs> <But>. <laughs>